Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. everybody welcome to the sports 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 podcast i'm joel anderson i'm jordan pomaville and joining us as always is the sports outsider phil ranta test <laughs> we got the microphones working again oh that's, that's exciting a, yeah, that's yeah. a callback to something we did when none of you were listening right so. it, the, it wasn't working that's, that's working. like the david letterman thing where he in his monologue will reference something he did during the q a that was not taped yeah before the Paul show be like, yeah, it wasn't and it's like right. there's no nobody laughs at home because uh, the they're first bit of the daily show is always that i feel like it's always something self-referential with the audience just to make it feel a bit more intimate yeah. right and they clap really loudly because they, they agree with it. the point they that's me it. he's yeah. talking about me <laughs> so that's, that's what the audience oh, okay is. phil did you see any games this week no are you, i'm a sports outsider are you gonna know, see I'll any games it. this weekend probably not Am I? Watch. National title game was, was well, re- it wasn't a great game, but I guess watching it, it was one of those like, whoa! Let me explain the uh, the premise of the podcast to you guys on episode 153. Okay. okay. Uh, I don't watch sports. Oh. I'm on a sports podcast. I don't watch them. Okay, but, oh but. God, everything yeah. is so clear now. In, in yeah. two weeks, you will be watching the Super Bowl. Uh, that's a Kentucky Fried Chicken Day, of course. Because I will. the Super Bowl is not a sporting event; it is a cultural event. It yes. transcends sports. I have to say, in 2012, I watched the Super Bowl. Uh, I tweeted something, and it got retweeted by a Sports Illustrated blog. In 2014, yes, yeah, yes, great. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm still really curious as to how they found that. I don't know because it was funny. Wonder if somebody saw it at the time and thought it was hysterical and actually managed to look it up. Everybody thinks everything I write is hysterical, Joel. <laughs> Real sports stories. Real sports stories. Brought to you by Real Sports. They actually exist. That's right. We here at the Sports 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 Podcast do not only sit around and talk about sports in a podcast. Occasionally, we get out and do something physical. And I have a real sports story for you guys. We are, I would say we are all athletes in different ways. Yeah. Right. I uh, think I'm more of an athlete than I am a sports fan. I play uh, intramural soccer. I uh, I was a fencer in college. You do verbal calisthenics. That's, I do. That doesn't. Yeah. That does not count. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but no. So uh, I hope everybody liked last week's podcast. I thought it was outstanding. It was I thought it podcast. was really great too because it was very nearly our last. What? Why is that? Because uh, I got hit by a car. Whoa! Whoa! Wait, whoa. It was very nearly our last with Joel. Yeah, that wouldn't have ended. Phil the and I were going to continue the podcast. Wait, wait, really? Yeah, we have a I plan mean, we don't B. Need you. Who would you who would you replace me with? I don't know. Uh Kurt Schilling? I was gonna say we were gonna have someone else named Joel. It was gonna be like with Paul and the Beatles. We were just gonna bring in someone else that was also loud and made puns. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't you know, it, it, know it's really immaterial. Cruise ships, we'd find some comedian. <laughs> it's you know, it's immaterial because car. you're here. I got hit by a car going and we're glad at thirty you're miles here. an hour Whoa. last week and that right there 
is what really hurt guys. How does that have to do with sports? <laughs> I'm confused. Well, cycling, cycling is a sport. You were cycling. You I were a cyclist. I was, I was that. on my bicycle. I was riding my bicycle from Phil's place to the train station. Yeah. Don't want to get too specific about which train station. Uh, that was the expo line in Culver City. Yeah. What about our crazy stalker fans, Phil? Oh, that's fine. I want them to be stalker <laughs> fans. Okay. Uh, well, regardless, uh, the, the story from my perspective, maybe not that great because I just got hit. I was going along, and a guy plowed into me from behind at like 30 miles. <laughs> Not the last time a guy's okay. going to plow into you all, from behind. All right. Guys. Wow. To, to, to laugh about something so serious. What, getting plowed from behind? <laughs> yes. That's not that serious. Plowed right into me. Guys, yeah, I did. was biking along, minding my own business, and without so much as a, as a warning or any lube, he just went right in there. Yeah. Did he puncture your back end? Uh, my tire looks pretty bad. Yeah. There we go. Oh, <laughs> man, if we had a drop board and we were a morning radio show, <laughs> oh, oh the fun. Nuts. So much that could be done with that. So but, you got hit from behind on your bicycle yeah. by a car. By a car. Uh, yeah. And uh, and wound up with uh, what uh, well, officially moderate to severe injuries. Yeah, that's what the fire yeah. uh, people said. Uh, some some pretty bad road rash in a couple of spots. Not extensive but bad and then i uh i think i banged my knee super hard because that hurt a lot but i wound up they put like a neck brace on me and took me to the hospital and did a battery of tests to determine that they didn't really need to put a neck brace on me yeah uh if someone's plowing you from the back end they bang your knee that's a problem right exactly yeah because it really takes you out of the moment yeah Did, did you feel like say like an athlete who had just gotten their shit wrecked on the gridiron or something kind of not so much because it was i mean the moment of impact was was severe Sudden, instant, without any warning. Right, and then what? Yeah. I don't remember. I mean, I must have flown into the air, uh, and I must have, you know, landed somewhere else. And my bike was about 10 feet from where I was when I remember stuff again. And then my my right shoe flew off and went like 20 yards up onto the pavement. Uh, But other than that, like how I got to where I was, not entirely sure. I don't think I was knocked out, but I also, you know, was not completely with it, so... Do you think somebody had sex with you when you were out? You know, I got to say it's possible. Well, there you go. I would. You know, and a lot of me was sore. They might have been able to sneak it in there, and I would not have noticed my sore asshole for the other sort of general soreness from having hit by a I car. I feel like if you're ever talking to a lady friend, she's like, well, what's your number? How many? Then you can say your number and then say, but it might be yeah. more. And I, I passed know, out was, drunk on a few time. occasions. Like, who, who, could, who could look at this beached whale of, of sexiness and then... And then pass. You Did know? you beach whale this accident? When I passed out drunk. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Makes but sense. Real sports stories. Real sports stories brought to you by Real Sports. They exist. That was a great, great story, Joel. Yeah. I'm to... sorry you got hit by a car. Fill everybody yeah. in. The big takeaway would be that uh, people should respect professional cyclists more because my my crash was probably not quite as bad as a lot of the stuff I see routinely. In the I was going to say nine and three eyes on the road. I think that's the big takeaway. That is the big yeah. Watch where you're going, people. Cause... I think the big takeaway is buy a car. Like that seems like the yeah. obvious. Everyone that's, keeps telling you we're just yeah. you know buy a car. Hey, wouldn't a real sports story be a lot more fun if you were a race car driver rather than a cyclist? What's this segue? Well, I'll tell you, Phil. I guess on the show today we have Kurt Busch, oh, NASCAR driver. That's a big get. I mean, I feel like a lot of, like, we don't necessarily realize that because we're not NASCAR people, but NASCAR, one of the biggest sports one in the world. One of the biggest sports in yeah. the, well, definitely in America. I'd say yeah. worldwide, I think uh, Formula One, right? A little more. Oh, Formula One's bigger, yeah. Right. But we have Kurt Busch on who it was going through a divorce. 
He's going through a divorce, and I, I believe he claimed during his divorce that his wife is a uh, a assassin, a hired assassin, a professional killer. Yeah. Wow. So we're gonna we're gonna talk to him about that because I think you know, odds are this is just like one of those divorce court things. Yeah, it's right. like it might be I, fake. We'll like we'll, right. we'll talk to him, and he'll probably let us know that he's he's jerking everybody's chain. Oh, that'll be exciting. We also have uh, some a little bit of preview for Championship Sunday, the Ooh, AFC yep. and NFC uh, title games. Couple big games coming up. Sure. We got a wide world of weird sports. You're goddamn right we do. I uh, love those. And news, news, news. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Manziel's, put your man boobs in a Manziel today. And... Bags. Come on, come on, guys. If, if you don't have bags, how are you going to carry things with a handle? I think bags needs to ease up now that Brian Hoyer's out of the picture for now. Yeah, I know. What? And just be a little yeah. more confident. The yeah. fall of Brian Hoyer has really freed things up for the bag council yeah. to be a little bit less defensive yeah baby hey keep your head up be proud i don't know they're losing market share every day yeah (laughs) they've made it illegal in la for crying out loud johnny football make way for johnny hockey oh two sport athlete subheadline johnny jam boogie murdered in apparent hate crime when leaving zumba class wait what though jam boogie isn't the snickers commercial you're not you and your hungries johnny jam boogie there we go apparent hate crime uh, Calgary Flames rookie Johnny Gaudreau, who has 13 goals and 19 assists this season, is seeking to patent and trademark Johnny Hockey in both the United States and Canada. It's and Canada? Be, probably going to be hard to come by in the U.S. Well, in, in America, you just submit an application to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Right. In Canada, you have to go to Parliament Hill in Ottawa, and you ask in a loud but polite voice, Oh, is anyone using this then? Okay, well, I'm going to. Yeah. And then they have to go to the queen because, you know, they're still. She's still on their money. When she dies, what are they going to do with their money? Burn it. (laughs) She hates fielding hockey questions. (laughs) That's like the only thing the Canadian government comes to her with. And she's like, seriously, this is this is what the Commonwealth means at this point. (laughs) You know, we're thinking about going to an OT where we do a shootout. Oh, yeah. Well, I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the 21-year-old Gaudreau won the Hobie Baker Award, which is given to the nation's top collegiate hockey player and virtually guarantees you a blurb in the Toronto Star. <laughs> That's yeah. big. Uh, upwards of 30 people read that. Yeah. That's a good write-up. Oh, very good. Uh, Gaudreau is seeking to use the moniker Johnny Hockey on sports equipment, apparel, and limited edition leaders of maple syrup. The patent and trademark applications are pending. Oh, so they might not happen. So yeah, just oh, hey, we'll have to we'll have to follow up on this. Oh right, okay. So this news story has quotation marks around it. It's, yeah, it's nice <laughs> that he's going for it. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland Browns rookie quarterback, America's sweetheart, Johnny Manziel, after winning the Heisman Trophy, also known as the Football Hobie Baker Award. Right. I usually <laughs> need someone to clarify for me. Right. He he filed for the trademark to Johnny Football with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office in 2013. Though, in fairness at the time, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office had no idea how much pain the nickname would cause in Cleveland. Sure. They did not know how much heartbreak that would yeah. lead to. They usually don't like to approve things ironically. No, no. In retrospect, absolutely. it looks like they did. So, 
Uh, this is uh, Johnny's agent here. We were concerned that people were going to abuse the Johnny Hockey name, coming out with Johnny Hockey shirts and stuff, and we wanted to make sure that that did not occur, said Louis Gross, Gaudreau's agent. Mm-hmm. He said this to a sports world that collectively said, Really? <laughs> I would be more concerned about other things, like your own delusions of grandeur. That's fair. <laughs> By the way, this is two straight podcasts. We've used the word, the term, delusions of grandeur. Wait, we hadn't, we hadn't in the 152 that preceded? Nope, but in the last well, two. Well, god damn it, what the hell have we been doing this whole time? Can we change the name of the podcast to Delusions of Grandeur? That would, it, would, it would make more sense for me to be on it if that That's were true. That's true. <laughs> Johnny Manziel, Update Watch Update. Johnny Manziel, Update Watch Update, brought to you by... Manziel's Put Your Man Poops in a Manziel today! And... Bags. I'm feeling confident now. There's no more boxes in the picture. Everyone's gonna buy bags. I keep getting the sense that the people, like, obviously, we got both of those drops from the bag council prior to recording. Right. I just it really seems like they heard what we were talking about. I think, I think they, they I, might have a series of microphones planted to every podcast oh, you in the world what? so and they know. I was going to suggest chemical imbalance, but you no, know what? The microphone thing seems more plausible. More yeah. Plausible, yeah. I mean, with our experience with that, I feel like it really sort of demonstrates how easy it is to pull that off. Yeah, you can put microphones anywhere. <laughs> we are small now. Oh, I hate everywhere. it so much. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> SEC fans didn't see nothing, won't talk to nobody. I need more clarification. Oh, you do, yeah. The SEC... Well, it doesn't sound like it's forthcoming based okay, on what he just sure. told us about yeah. SEC fans. The SEC, fresh off an embarrassing bowl season performance that will no doubt result in more grown men harassing 17-year-olds on Twitter, still have the most dedicated fans in the game. Good. Cleats and gloves purportedly from LSU's win over Ole Miss in October ended up on eBay after the game. An investigation revealed that it was set up by Fletcher Sanders a shoe store employee who is the man behind the listing. Mm. Sanders told police that he sold the gear for an LSU player, but when an investigator asked Sanders to name the football player like some sort of Southern Mafia foot soldier, Sanders clammed up, according to the report. The officer in turn told Sanders he would be arrested if he did not cooperate, to which Sanders responded, do what you gotta do. Holy shit. I think I should be in the wire. I ain't going to ruin Noah's career. Oof. No. That's not true, is it? You can't arrest him just because... Oh, well, you could because he did commit a crime. Well, yeah, because the stuff was technically stolen because right. the equipment is leased from okay. the university. Yeah, so they, they However, he wouldn't have gone to jail, but he very he probably would have been suspended for the first four games the next season or something like that. Could have <laughs> yeah. hurt his could have hurt his draft status. Like yeah. The cheese stands alone. Yellow uh, tops. WMDs. Got that pandemic. <laughs> The officer, in turn... Oh, sorry, I already said... So police followed up on their promise and booked him into East Baton Rouge Parish Prison on counts of principal to theft and possession of stolen things. All of the Frenchness in that name makes it sound like a not-bad prison at all. Also, the law is... One of the laws he broke was possession of stolen things. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't seem very, like, legalese. Uh, I believe it's pronounced profession of stolen things. Uh, objet de stolen. <laughs> Baguette. He was released on Tuesday after posting a $3,000 bail. That's it? Well, still, I mean, well, he was only selling, well, he was selling stolen stuff on eBay, but he went to, all he had to do was out a player and he wouldn't have gone to jail. Yeah. And he went to jail. He's like, we've been in jail for that long. Florida State quarterback Jameis Winston heard about this and commented, 
Oh, I knew I should have taken less money to go to LSU. <laughs> My freshman roommate, Daryl, couldn't even be bothered to take the rap for one rape allegation. <laughs> An allegation. And at LSU, some footlocker employee with no connection to the school will go to the jail for you? Man, some guy's got all the luck. It's SEC. You're not going to get that in the ACC. Oh, some That's guy's got all the luck. It's yeah. all in the game. Um. And basically, the end of the story here is when your team has fans that are willing to go to jail rather than imperil a player's eligibility, how do you not try to at least have a functional offense, Les Miles? Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Open up the playbook. What is with this? You have a great defense for years. Look at what they'll do for you, Les. <laughs> I guess that's it. Less is more. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, joining us now on the podcast, uh, one of the more popular drivers in NASCAR, uh, one Kurt Busch. Hey, everybody, it's Kurt Busch. Hey, hey Kurt Busch. Great to have you on Kurt Busch. No, 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 no. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, it's, yeah, so we'll, we'll hop right into it. We're uh, Obviously, you're not on to talk about NASCAR. No, we, I, we don't know I, anything about NASCAR. That's not what I'm in the news for right now. Yeah. But you can if you want. This is a sports podcast. If you I'd have anything. Not, I'd rather not. That's okay. not you the forefront of my mind right now. Currently floated, publicly floated allegations that your ex-girlfriend or ex-wife was... It's an ex-wife. We, okay. we tied the knot. We made it official. Your ex-wife was a professional assassin. That she was. A trained killer. She was a trained killer. You know how I found it out? How? Because I, too, worked for Her Majesty's Secret Service. So That's right. I am a British super spy. Double O. I got the license to kill. Double O, what's the bam, number? Bam, 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 bam. Double O, I'm double O like 12 or 14. That's still pretty I'm good. I'm up there a little ways. Yeah, it's still pretty good, still though. Still got the license Wait, to kill. What valuable intelligence for Britain would you collect by posing as an American NASCAR driver? Oh, you're wondering what my cover is? I'm ready to let it all out in order to win this divorce. Didn't no, you we know your we know your cover. Your cover is you're a NASCAR driver. I'm a NASCAR driver. But what's what do you... My name is Kurt Busch. I'm a NASCAR driver. Best in the game. That's how I'm able to do all of my crazy British spy stuff. Yeah, tell us about your spy craft you're doing there. All right. So, for example, when I first entered, it was because there was something going on in NASCAR where there was a terrorist who was going to blow up America. But then uh, I brought my lovely wife in. She was going to celebrate after I won because I had to win to get into the winner's circle because that's where the bomb was planted. And then what? And then you're in the winner's circle. The bomb I'm in was, the winner's circle. I see my wife, and she pulls out a gun with a silencer on it. And I go, hold on a second. I got to stop drinking milk for a second because I got to kick that out of her hands. Yow! Kicked it out. And then she, None of this was captured by cameras? None of the, the cameras didn't see it because she's super sneaky. She's, she's a trained super, assassin, she's a trained Joel. Assassin. I, did you, and I um, went, you're not my wife. And I said, consider this a divorce. Like they didn't total recall. And then <laughs> I got a divorce. Okay. But, I mean, I'm just, it's really hard for me to believe that you're any sort of espionage agent. Let alone one working for... For great well thank you i appreciate that that means that i've got a really good cover right I, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna but take that you, one you step further i'm gonna say that if you are i do think you could be a great super spy i agree i am a great super spy i want to know how would a super spy 
not realize he's marrying a professional assassin? Oh, I've, that's a good question. I feel like all the research you have access to, all the files, and the train stuff in terms of perception, in terms of seeing people, oh, yeah. reading their face. To the perception. How do you not realize that you're marrying an assassin? Do you know why? Why? Because she's Russian. Oh, no. You know those Russian spies? They, they are born into a program where they learn how to be super sneaky. And that's what I, I she, she went, uh, her real name is Natalia Killerface. Are you sure? That's her real name. Killerface of, maybe? No, it's just Killerface. <laughs> okay. It's really a northern Russian name. He knows the name. name of his wife. <laughs> I'm yeah, just I saying. Name my just, wife. Just doesn't sound. She b- went into a killer training camp from day one. Day one meaning the first day she was born. Not the first day of her professional career. And she went into that just learning how to seduce NASCAR drivers, you know, like so she can get into the inside. She can plant bombs into one of the most popular sports in America to really disrupt the system. Kurt, we're, we're currently like more than 20 years out from the end of the Cold War. It just seems well, little, wouldn't that make it the perfect that's time? That's the perfect time to activate your splinter cells. That's what the KGB was doing. They activated all her splinter it cells. It sounds like a splinter cell. It sounds like she was just tracking. I mean, again, if we're going also, to... she never did the dishes. Did I mention that? Well, no, you she didn't. Never no. did the dishes. I imagine she they just kept piling up. A... I come back from a long day in NASCAR driving my cover, and I'm like, all these dishes are piling up in the sink, and she would just be like, I'm tired. Well, I mean, while annoying, that doesn't seem to be grounds for divorce. It doesn't uh, no, seem to be, that's, yeah. that is exactly what the spy wants it, you to think, Jordan. Is that's it, what a spy would want you to think. It's just like, I'm going to play this housewife who I'm going to sit and be not do the dishes. And then as soon as he's doing the dishes, she goes, ah, karate chop. And then I'm dead. Kurt, is it, is it at least possible that you're sort of taking what's clearly your own enthusiasm about the sort of traditional dramatization of spy movies uh and then applying that to your wife in your own life oh wait are you talking about the script the script that uh, yeah weren't you working my on wife a script working with on? your wife this yeah, is another about spies weird part of the uh, news yeah. story is you're writing a script well this is the thing jordan you're a writer right yeah Joel, sure. you're a writer right i am yeah all right what do you write about you write about things you know yeah absolutely do you know the guy that wrote the never ending story really had a giant dog he flew around on I don't think that. Oh, you'd only know that if you were in Her Majesty's Secret Service. Uh, All right, right. Kurt, it's just it's it's really hard to believe any of this. Okay, you don't believe me? Well, I don't. You know what? I like a lawyer or a judge or a jury or all my friends saying, "Oh, this can't be true." Kurt, it seems like you're 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 going to a lot of trouble here to make up a spy story rather than finding some sort of conciliation with your wife where you guys can part ways amicably. Here's the thing. Even if she is an assassin and you she are is. and you are a member of Her Majesty's Secret Service. I am. Double O twelve or fourteen, you're kind yeah, of up there, but still pretty two. good. Is it possible that you're projecting a little bit and not accepting the fault, your own fault in the dissolution of this marriage? I no, I totally understand what you're saying. You're saying that there's ways that we could have compromised yeah, yeah. and found a way to make these sacred vows of marriage actually right. work. Assassin, British spy, together. It seems like it would be a natural, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where they would kick each other in the face and then they'd make love. 
It seems like it could work, right? Well, yeah, and, and you have the NASCAR driving thing for it, which I assume you enjoy in addition to being a member of Her Majesty's Secret Service. That's true. Well, let me ask you this. Do you know who really caused 9-11? Johnson and the Cubans. It was my ex-wife. Okay. Flying planes at you. The big towers. The one glimpse of truth I think we've gotten this is when you mentioned the dishes. Could could you be honest with us? Are you really just upset about the thing with the dishes? Or is there anything else the dishes kind of? In that I mean, same she could have ran the Roomba when she left the house. She, she could have done that. But then, I mean, that's part of just sort of a compromise. Of but then I ask you this question, Joel Jordan. Why was she leaving the house in the middle of the day? If she wasn't assassinating world leaders, hundreds of reasons. Scoundrel. I mean, hundreds lots of gym classes are in the middle of the day, grocery yeah. shopping, uh, even retail you shopping. You want to go to the DMV, you want to do it in the middle of the day. That's right, weekday. yeah. I guess those are all excellent points. You know what? Maybe she's not an assassin. I think okay, that I think true. this is actually That's some growth possible. for us. And, and maybe you're not an assassin? Well, well let's, not, let's not throw... You know, around accusations like no. that, he could still very well be a spy. I think that the more realistic expectation is that she maybe she was cheating on me. Oh, yeah. with double O thirteen, oh, right. he's gonna be Janice from Goldeneye. He's gonna be my former partner, but he's gonna kill me. Okay, uh, it's possible. Thank you for coming on the show. Really Kurt. appreciate I'm it. I'm glad Kurt. I got a chance to clear I'm, things yes, up. We're glad I feel like you, everyone's you could, on my side now. Glad, glad you could fit your 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 you know our podcast into your otherwise packed schedule of international gallivanting and spycraft. No, I, so, I appreciate it. I gotta go sleep with some blonde Swedish chick, and then she's gonna die, and then I gotta kill a guy who has a fancy way of killing people. That just sounds like Daytona 500 weekend. That is real quick. Last question. Yeah, favorite James Bond movie. Oh, God, they're all good. I like uh, uh, Goldfinger is probably the best. Dr. No great. is up there. Thunderball is a great movie. The script that I'm writing is actually pretty good, too. All right. Well, you know, how, how about you just send that over to us? We'll check that out later. Well, thank oh, you. We're going to do a live read. Hollywood types want to read my script. All right. Thank you very much, Kurt. Good to be here. Championship Sunday Preview. Championship Sunday preview brought to you by the Church of Jesus Christ. Enjoy it on a Sunday. That's interesting counter programming. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Talk about yeah, counter program. That's the yeah. correct word for it. All right, so you got an NFC Championship game, you got an AFC Championship game. Well, I got both this year. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck <Sorry>. you. <laughs> uh, in the NFC Championship, we got the Green Bay Packers versus the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I guess I gotta say go Seahawks because it is the Packers. Though I was rooting for the Packers last week because fuck the Cowboys. Right. Well, we have some here. Have some uh, notes on the game. Right. The NFL is restricting the area you can tackle a quarterback from below the chest to just above the calf, out of respect for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's nice. Here's a Joel joke for you. Roger Goodell converts to Hinduism. Will do anything to protect. Aaron Rodgers, holy calf. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, fans will never know, however, how bad of shape Aaron Rodgers would be in if the Lions had beat Dallas and just had one more shot at that calf know, muscle. Right? You would have seen some really awkward-looking sacks where they're clearly targeting the back of one of his <laughs> legs. Very awkward-looking. 
Green Bay has Cheeseheads. Seattle has the 12th man. Both are fundamentally pretty stupid when you get down to it. Yep. Got to yeah. be uh, Is it going to be in Green Bay or in Seattle? It's going to be in Seattle. Yeah, they, they finished strong. Yeah. Uh, reports from Seattle are that Richard Sherman has never been more confident of his ability to cover a grown man named Jordy. Okay. And uh, <laughs> last year, Russell Wilson became the second African-American quarterback to win a Super Bowl. However, however, locker room sources indicate if he wins another one, his teammates really won't consider him black enough, negating the achievement altogether. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) black-ish. There's a show called that. There is, an ABC. You know what? It's funny. I like it. It's been enjoyable. I'm a big fan. AFC, you got the Indianapolis Colts versus the New England Patriots. Oh, your classic Brady-Manning matchup. Here we go. <laughs> almost, almost. Huh? What? Well, you know, Manning now on Denver. And oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's almost. Right. It was close. Yeah. Uh, with, Trent's, with Trent Richardson not on the active roster for the game, Dan, boom, clap, Heron. Boom. Looks to use the postseason to overtake Richardson as less of a disappointment 2014 season edition. Ooh. Colby Fleener announced that if he uh, if the Colts win, the first thing he'll do is call Mother Fleener. Oh. Uh, hashtag Kobe Beefer, athlete food ones. T.Y. Hilton has said if the Colts win, he'll stop using the pretentious spelling out of his name and just go by Ty. I say, I say, T.Y. Uh, former Patriot and Urban Meyer trained killer Aaron Hernandez has a friendly <laughs> bet uh, with his cellmate Chad, who's a Colts fan. If the Patriots win, Chad will be giving Hernandez his virgin asshole. Mm-hmm. If the Colts mm. win, Hernandez will be taking Chad's virgin asshole by force. Mm. Wow, either way, yeah. it's a win. Yeah. Hard to say which one Aaron would prefer. <laughs> and the key matchup will be Tom Brady's hair versus Andrew Luck's beard. They each drive women crazy for different reasons. Yeah, you guys know where I fall on this one. Well, Andrew yeah. Luck's beard appeals to the most uh, females inner college student who really liked their one male TA in their intro-level women's studies class. I remember that guy. Who was really thoughtful and helped change the way they think. Yeah. Tom Brady's hair appeals to females' inner college student who really liked a female TA in their intro-level uh, women's study <laughs> class who awakened something inside of them they had never felt with another woman before. Right. Aww. Just the, the flowing locks as they shook them out. and That's the, the breeze. Uh, Lesbians are beautiful. Championship Sunday preview. Championship Sunday preview brought to you by Church on Sundays. Don't watch football, go to church. For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another... Wide world of weird sports! Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week, Phil? This week's wide world of weird sports, 10 cent beer night. Ooh. Say, I want to go to that. That's a cheap price. When and where? Uh, 10 cent beer night was a promotion held by Major League Baseball's Cleveland Indians during a game 
against the Tejas Rangers at Cleveland Stadium on Tuesday, June 4th, 1974. Oh, so it's in the past? Yeah, there was Nixon. So I can't go? There was uh, Disco. Wait a second. Let's see. I was going to say. June yeah, of 74. Yeah, still is there. Okay, still Jail there. to the Chief was August, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. The idea behind the promotion was to attract more fans to the game. I bet by, you it worked. I, I bet you <laughs> did. By offering 12 U.S. fluid ounce cups of 3.2% alcohol content beer for just 10 cents each. And the regular price was 65 cents. <laughs> That's this, a discount. This is still a huge discount. It's a huge discount. discount. Deep, deep, but, this is like Groupon discounting. Uh, let's, let's think of the let's see, equivalent today. You're talking like an $8.50 beer. Uh, it's about a sixth of that. Oh, crap. This is harder than I thought. Joel. Uh, it's like a buck twenty-five-ish. Joel, there was a limit of six per purchase. Well, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> you wouldn't have gotten drunk on 3.2%. No, I really wouldn't have gotten drunk. Well, six per per, but you could get back in line. There was no oh, limit I'm to sorry. number of purchases during the game. Oh, I thought you said six per customer. And no, 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 no. Six per customer per visit to the concessions. Right. Now we're talking turkey. There was a downside. <laughs> I <What>? can't imagine. <laughs> During the game, fans became heavily intoxicated, culminating in a riot in the ninth inning, which caused the game to be forfeited due to the crowd's uncontrollable rowdiness and because the game could not be resumed in a timely manner. Yeah. I mean, wasn't that the idea? Well, no, I don't think they wanted the, the team to forfeit the game, The Joel. Rangers were really good, and they were just sort of like, we'd at least have an excuse. I assure you the 1974 <laughs> Rangers were garbage. This is a big article, so I'm going to skip straight to problems from the beginning. <laughs> Six days after the brawl in Texas, Cleveland's 10-cent beer night promotion drew 25,134 let's, fans. Let's bring that back in. There was a brawl. Uh, prior between these two teams in Texas. Yes, there was, yes. Uh, 25,000 fans went to Cleveland Stadium for the Indians-Rangers games, which was twice the number expected uh, because of the 10-cent beer night. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's, there's probably a number of different factors that contributed to higher attendance on that particular evening to attribute all of it to the single factor as being causal. I don't know if you Pretty sure it was the 10-cent sure beer night. Fair. Correlation is not causation, guys. You the know Rangers I mean? quickly took a 5-1 lead. Uh-oh. Oh, the Rangers weren't good, were they, Jordan? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Meanwhile, throughout the game, the inebriated crowd grew more and more unruly. Early in the game, Cleveland's LaRon Lee hit a line drive into the stomach of Rangers pitchers Ferguson Jenkins, after which Jenkins dropped uh, to the ground. Fans in the upper deck of the stadium cheered and chanted, Hit him again! Hit him again! Oh, harder! Harder! <laughs> which is an incredibly difficult chant to start. Because there's two different segments. Someone has to get in front of the section and be like, okay, guys, hit him again. Hit him again. Harder. Harder. Hit him again. Yeah, they had to keep going. We did it. A woman ran out to the Indians on deck circle and flashed her breasts. Awesome. Awesome. A naked man sprinted to second base as Grieve hit his second home run of the game. Awesome. Still awesome. Still Still awesome. awesome. One inning later, a father and son uh, pair... (laughs) Ran to the outfield and mooned the fans in the bleachers. Ah. The kid was drunk. <laughs> of course he was. Of course. As the game progressed more... You're going to remember this for the rest of your life, son. Yeah, this is going to be your day. Uh, you're going to be on Wikipedia someday. What's Wikipedia? Just trust me. <laughs> Drop your pants. Drop that your pants. That man was way ahead of his time. 
Uh, as the game progressed, more fans ran out of the field and caused problems. Ranger Mike Hargrove, who would later manage the Indians and led them to a World Series twice in 1995-1997, was pelted with hot dogs and spit. <laughs> and at one point, nearly, were they spitting pieces of hot dog at him? Probably both. Or was it a yeah. Throw the hot they dog. They threw the hot dogs, spit. then they spit, and then okay, some right. hot dogs. So they threw follicles. some of the spit they threw. Yeah, yeah. And at one point, was nearly struck with an empty gallon of Thunderbird. What's Thunderbird? Uh, let me click on it in this article. I think it's a malt liquor. Oh wait, I can't click on it. I have no internet. The Rangers later argued the call, where Lee was called safe in a closed play at third base. Spiking Jenkins with his cleats in the process and forcing him to leave the game. Jenkins didn't come out of the game when he got hit in the stomach by a line drive? Yeah. No way. Holy the shit. Rangers' angry response to the call enraged Cleveland Indian fans who again began throwing objects onto the field. Someone tossed a lit firecracker into the Rangers' bullpen. Oh, my. Yep. <laughs> the bottom of the ninth. By the way, you can't blame that on the beer because they brought the firecracker with them. Right. right. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Well, and maybe the bu- they were just... They were handy people who kept firecrackers with him at all times. Just yeah. case, and the beer know. is what made them say, you know, I'm going to like this. Yeah. yeah. I've had this for two years. Let's do this. At the bottom of the ninth, the Indians managed to rally, tying the game 5-5, five to five, probably because of the fans. <laughs> uh, uh, and Wait, had, the Indians rallied to tie. I think you yes. said Rangers. Okay. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, and had Rusty Torres on second base representing the potential winning run. However, the crowd that had been drinking heavily for nine innings the situation finally came to a head. <laughs> I'm going to skip so ahead the, a little bit. The team had rallied to tie, and that's when they rioted? Yep. After the Indians had managed to tie the game, a 19-year-old fan named Terry Yurnick ran out of the field and attempted to steal uh, Texas outfielder Jeff Burroughs' cap. <laughs> Confronting the fan, Burroughs tripped. Thinking I'm going to take his cap. Yep. Thinking that Burroughs has been attacked, Texas manager Billy Martin charged onto the field with his players right behind, some wielding bats. Oh, my God. This Billy yep. Martin did not fuck around. Yeah, this, <laughs> this escalated quickly. A large number of intoxicated fans, some armed with knives, chains, and portions of stadium seats they had torn apart. Mother of God. Surged onto the field, and others hurtled bottles from the stands. Hundreds of fans surrounded the outnumbered Rangers. Uh, I'm sorry. How did the Warriors fare? <laughs> uh, Warriors! Come out and play! Realizing the Rangers' uh, lives might be in danger, uh, Indians manager Ken Aspermonte ordered his players to grab bats and help the Rangers, attacking the team's own fans <laughs> in the process. My God! Riders began throwing folding chairs, and Cleveland's release pitcher, Tom Hilgendorf, was hit in the head by one of them. Hargrove, after subduing one rider in a fist fight, had to fight another on his way back to the Texas dugout. The two teams were retreated off the field uh, through the dugouts in groups with players protecting each other. My God! Yep. The next beer night promotion on <laughs> July 18th attracted 41,000 fans. With beer again, selling for 10 cents per cup. They did it again? Bought with a limit of two cups per purchase. <laughs> American League President Lee McFarrell commented, There was no question that beer played a part in the riot. Oh, God bless the 70s. Am I right? <laughs> and that brings an end to another wide world of... Weird 
Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close of the sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, we're going to have Kurt Busch come out and give you three pieces of our contact information. All right, I'm back. All right. Why did you do this? Three He's great. This guy's great. information. All right, number one. This is a, a very secret. Double O one. Double O one. This is a very secret thing you guys don't know about. at all secret. This podcast is brought to you by Sue.com. That's T-S-U dot C-O-M. All right, you go to Sue.com, you sign up. It's the only social media site that uh, that pays you in order to post. If you do it through Sue.co slash sports, the number three podcast, you know what? We're, you're going to get paid, and the podcast is going to get paid. So Everyone gets paid. Sue.co slash sports, the number three podcast. You can also find all the episodes at SoundCloud.com slash sports, the number three podcast. While you're there, please follow, please comment. And for all the back episodes, you can go to po- comedypodcastnetwork.com. Thank you, Kurt. Appreciate it. I'm off to go kill the world leader. Don't do not do that, Kurt, please. Uh, well, there's a couple. It wouldn't be so bad. Right. And he might die in the... Yeah, it's not important. Yeah, Joel. Yes, Joel? <laughs> that, uh, I was just I was talking about Kurt Bush. Yeah, please do. Please. You know, you guys are being awfully short. With By all Joel, means. In my weekend Absolutely, condition, sure. You sure, say such all right, things Go on. You know, I feel like you I'm guys leaning don't in. appreciate me. You know what? Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.